0: Hello and welcome to Life as a Vampire, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 campaign. Hello all and welcome to another preparation episode. This is episode four. I seem to have lost my prep notes so what I think I'm gonna do is give a little bit of a retrospective on this episode and also discuss my prep based on my notes. This episode is almost like a little one-shot inside of the campaign that was primarily designed to give Kay a chance to really get to know Xion. I really wanted to add some depth to him, because I'm, I'm starting to grow attached to this character, and I felt like Kay also naturally started to grow attached, so I wanted to give him a little bit of depth, and I wanted to maybe, I don't know, dirty him up a little bit. He seemed a little bit too pure. The primary was to kind of speed that along, get a little bit more of that Shion, of, uh, get a little bit more of those Shion details out into the open and get them known by K. I I was also kind of interested in, in the introduction of the Yuki character. She is a ghoul, and I kind of wanted to play with ghouls a little bit, so she's my first attempt. So essentially, all of my prep for this episode went off of stuff that I had already kind of jotted down loosely. It kind of was based on Shion's personality notes. Uh, I had a uh, an NPC character sheet prepared for Yuki. And I prepared that in the same fashion. I prepare everything with, uh, you know, name, two lines of description. Uh, one being the physical and the second being the demeanor. Some stats, which I struggled with. I always struggle with this. I always struggle with what stats to choose for characters, and I essentially just, I don't know, picked at random, basically. I think I used this section in the book for just, like, an exceptional human, and I figured I could go from there if I needed to flesh her out. kind of wanted Shion to be, like, the desperate boyfriend, almost like a cliche, like you'd see in old, like, high school movies, where he's like, "'Come on!' And, you know, she just wasn't having it. Although clearly, objectively speaking, like, her situation was not great. I mean, she's living in a crack house. She's clearly addicted to uh, whatever she's addicted to. And he wants to save her, but she just doesn't want to be saved by him. And she's not ready to admit that she's kind of hitting a bottom. Maybe it's not rock bottom for her. I don't know yet. I wanted to kind of give Kay an opportunity to see that, hey, Shion is not always completely honest. I wanted to sh- to throw a little doubt on him. Although now that I'm saying all this out loud, I kind of worry that maybe I'm dirtying him up a little bit early. I kind of, sh- maybe I should have built a little bit more of a bond before I started, you know, showing his more imperfect side. But I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll help them bond even more. I think this is back from my days of when I was still using the lazy dm methods like to a t i was following them when it was like come up with three scenes and a little bit of a description for the location and that's it and then just improv uh i later learned that this is not enough for me i think i mentioned this in previous episodes but i really prefer to have more prep i don't know i just need a little bit more structure uh and more details i i feel like if i'm improving everything it feels a little bit fake or Like I didn't do my due diligence in preparing. But you'll see that when you listen. Uh, I will say one of the challenges that I ran into, and this I actually heard from Kay after the session as well, was voices, differentiating them from one another. I had, specifically, I had like an argument between Shion and Yuki that happened toward the beginning of the session, and I kind of let it go on for too long. But also, I didn't really differentiate between Shion's voice and Yuki's voice. And ultimately, it became a little bit difficult to discern who was speaking at any given time. So that's something I intend to work on in the future. Even if I have to go overboard, like, I don't want to be offensive with stereotypical accents or anything. But I may need to do something that, to me, will feel a little bit over the top to differentiate voices. But apparently, it needs to be done. Like, we're not using figures right now. We're not using maps. I don't even have pictures or anything like that. So... It's all got to be handled with voice. I'm going to have to figure out what I can do. So pardon me if that results in some future cringe-worthy moments, but I'm going to have to try to do voices. I'm really going to have to push through that. And that, uh, the idea of that terrifies me. Like I know it's just my wife and I, but it still freaks me out. Uh, I still get nervous before, you know, doing a session. I get nervous doing voices. I don't know why. She's not critical. She's totally open to it. And to be honest, I don't even know, like, she doesn't have enough experience to know if I'm doing a crappy job or not, to be perfectly honest. So I don't know why I'm so nervous, but I do get nervous. But yeah, I voices, that's something I want to work on. I even started looking for, like, improv classes in the area, although now that's a no-go, what with everybody being stuck inside. Another thing I realized uh, for this episode is that I really do need to get a stronger hold on the rules. I think I caught myself having Kay roll for hunger when she didn't necessarily have to. I know that hunger needs to be rolled when you're trying to do vampire stuff, not when you're just doing regular stuff. And I think I had her roll during regular stuff. I also need to figure out a rhythm for getting her to roll hunger every day. Like upon, you know, waking up in the evenings... Uh, I think I kind of slacked on that, and I'd like to be a little bit more diligent and true to the rules. So I will brush that stuff up, and I will make sure that I impose all those rules, but not in a way that is like, you know, that messes up our creative flow. So that's basically it. Uh, I will go over my notes a little bit. So as with my previous sessions, I wrote a strong start, which is basically a one sentence that I can pack full of just info that gets me inspired. I think the sentence is honestly supposed to be, like, short in principle and simple, but I tend to just make it as packed full of info as I can possibly get it. I know that's my, like, kind of, like, cheating the system a little bit, but it works for me, so I'll read you what I wrote. During a rare storm, Kay is shown a side of Shion that she's never seen when he tries to force Yuki to leave with him, and they are forced to deal with her master, Lewis. And then I wrote out three potential scenes, and that was all the prep I did. I wrote out the scene, and she went with one of these scenes, just like I predicted, but there just wasn't enough there to help me to really help Kay act out the scene to the fullest. I'll read you the scene that she did end up going with. Shion begs Yuki to come home, but she refuses in favor of waiting for Lewis. To the surprise of everyone, Lewis does actually return to feed her. So there were two other scenes that uh, did not happen this time, but could still happen in future sessions, and I'll read those as well. Kay returns to the base to find it empty and cleaned out. It was attacked, then sanitized by a small group of Keaton's men. Survivors are scattered. So, this is something I'm excited about doing. I feel like this is going to be the next major plot hook. Uh, I want her to come back to the base, and I want things to not be as she left them. I want her to have to maybe take a leadership role... This is a point where it's going to be a disaster, and I think I'm going to put Shion into panic mode and kind of see if Kay will take the reins, but we'll have to see what happens. If I play it out right, this will hopefully give me a good opportunity to kind of introduce her to the overview of the hierarchy of, like, you know, the Camarilla and the Anarchs. Although I haven't decided how I want to do it. I wrote Keaton's Men because originally I was thinking... It would be cool to have, I don't know, some kind of vampire hunter or someone from the Camarilla do it. I kind of went back and forth. I wasn't, I'm still not totally sure on how this is going to work. But this was another scene I had prepared. Uh, Now I think about it, I was woefully underprepared. Thank goodness she didn't choose to do that. But this is going to be something that I flesh out and probably use in the episode after this one. And the third scene, I think I just brought it over from the previous session because we never did it. Kay returns to her condo to find her husband is missing and gone. No signs of a struggle. And he responds to a text to say he's safe. Limited exchange. So that's something that I will do if she ever decides to really push on that route. So far, though, I have managed to keep her away from that. So that's about it uh we go through there's a little bit of fighting I, I really would like to get more comfortable with how combat works in fact if we do go forward with that other scenario where she comes back and everything is cleaned out i'd like to have a little bit of a you know suspense investigation type session but also i want a straight up battle at some point if i can work that out but i'll flush that out and i will let you know how it goes Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode and forgive us for our shortcomings, but I promise you we are learning little by little. Well, I should say I am learning little by little, and I look forward to sharing everything I find with you guys in the future. Without further ado, here is episode 4 Actual Play.